before we get started and I deliver to you because I am here and stand in the name of God. I want you to honor my parents, Tyrone and Arlene. Give them a hand clap for being here. We thank God for their life. Well, I wouldn't be here without them. So you give honor where honor is due. Amen. I want you to go to Ephesians 4, 29. This morning, we're going to highlight love management. We're going to highlight love management. Can everybody hear me okay? Uh, if I was to title this, we'll title this love management. We're going to go in a series about communication. And I'm over the next course of weeks, I'm going to be laying a foundation of the things that lead to divine communication. If we don't learn to communicate as Christians, you can never be the voice, the oracle that you're called to be. Christianity and salvation is not self only sufficient. It's for us to learn to be an oracle and a person that delivers God's messages. We are the middlemen. We are the, the, the we, we stand in the gap. And one of the lies of, of what we have not learned is we will sometime in immaturity, we wait on God for he's given us the allowance to do. God, Jesus has died that things are, are shall be finished. They, they are done. And sometime we're trying to bring God off the throne for what he's given us the responsibility to be and become. But it's easier to excuse ourselves from certain responsibilities because it's easier to make God come off the throne to make a way. But even if he makes a way, it does not qualify. It does not quantify or qualify. The, the way is made. He said, who the son sets free. But see, but freedom is not all. He said, uh, they're free indeed. So there's an indeed. So you can be free. But if you don't get deliverance into indeed, you still. It's a happenstance. It's just a moment of freedom. And God did not want us to live in momentarily freedom. He said, no, I want you to understand the principles that govern freedom. So you can uh, uh, duplicate freedom. There's a duplication of freedom. Somebody says a duplication of freedom. Which means if I touch any freedom that I don't understand, I better, I better understand the spirit class that I'm going through. If, 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 if I continue to cycle, how many of you know in the world would they say doing the same thing and expecting the same results? What do they call that? Insanity. How many of y'all know Christians? Sometimes we have this insane. Like how many? Come on, y'all not understand. How many of y'all know that thing hit us sometime? We. But carnality and the mind of the flesh has a a provision for insanity. Carnality has a provision for insanity. It makes provision for it. And so I want you to understand that God, above all else, he said those who, who strive must strive lawfully, which means everything that we do, we have to learn to strive lawfully, line upon line, precept upon precept. 
here a little, there a little, that we can build properly. It's not about just getting a breakthrough. It's about becoming a breakthrough. Y'all, we, we've been trying to get freedom, but it's learning to become freedom. We, we've been trying to bring God with our life, but he's trying to have a transfer life. We, we, we made this thing what it's not, and God is saying, I need you to return. Because my original intent is not for you to be a, a, a practitioner. Uh, no, I want you to be. I am in you and you are in me. I think we missed the part that we are in him. And we are one. By the grace of God, we're going to see where he's going to bring us this morning. Can you say amen? Ephesians 4, 29, 31. And it reads, let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth. But what is good for necess necessary edification, that it may be imparted grace to the hearers. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you are sealed for the day of redemption. And let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. I want you to go to Ephesians 5, 2, really quickly. Jump down. Let's just go down a couple of uh, um, verses. Ephesians 5, 1, 2. And this is going to be the base of my message here. Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children. Be what? Be what? Be imitators of God as dear children. And walk in love as Christ also have loved us and giving himself for us as an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling aroma. Can you say amen? You may be seated. There is something that. We, we must learn and understand about our Christian walk and about how we do things in our Christian life. Uh, for, for God to get out of us what he is called and designed for us to be, he has a way to do that. Somebody say he has his own way. He is the way. He is the truth and the life. And, and, and some, the, sometimes the hardest thing is to learn to get out of our own way. How many of you say some, some of the hardest challenges is learning to get out of my, come on, this BCC, you can be honest. I, I get out of my own way. Sometimes I get in the way too much. My mind get in the way. My perspective get in the way. And, and, and God is saying, I need, I'm trying to cleanse and give you a better perspective and an understanding because until you can learn how to get in your way, you're going to keep getting in my way. Because my way is a different than your way in a carnal place. And so God wants us to understand that I called you to be imitators of me. Somebody say imitators. Imitators of me. And I can tell by way of sometime our lifestyle and our outcome and how we speak and what we do and what we go through on the day-to-day -day basis. Some of us learning how to just win our days, win our hour. I'm talking about a mental challenge in an hour, when a mental challenge in a day. We're just battling day by day. And I can tell by the outcome of your life that, that, that I need to teach you how to be imitators of me. 
Because when you mature in God, and I'm not afraid to say this, you stop blaming the devil for everything. Hold on, before I make the statement, let me explain the statement. Why I'm saying that? Because Jesus said, I have finished it work. I started it and then I finished it. I began it and then I ended it. I, listen, he's already under your feet. So if that's the case, I cannot blame the devil for my mishap. It's actually my lack of knowledge for what he's already done. For it's the lack of knowledge that my people, my people perish, not because of what the devil did. In fact, your Bible says, if you fell in a day of adversity, your strength was too small. He did not say the devil was too big. Y'all all right? Y'all ready to go to work? He didn't say the devil was that big. And, you know, I see, I see they did that to you. He didn't, he didn't say that, uh, you know, no, it was because of them. Yeah, I know. I see. He didn't say none of that. He said, your strength. Your, somebody say my strength. Your strength is too small, which means I have to learn how to come to what he called me in grace and strength. Until we get our message right in the church, we won't understand how to live from grace. The average Christian can explain to me what real grace is. The average Christian can explain to me what real grace is that, that tells me that we don't know how to live. That's why we can live Old Testament Christianity and don't know the new way of living. Because if you're living by grace, you're living by a real life of Christ. It's a real thing. It's an experiential thing. It's not something that I just say and I quote. No, 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 no. That, that's cerebral. It, it's an actual life. Somebody says it's a life. No, it's an actual life. It, it's a real life. But we, we've learned to follow Moses still. And Moses, you meet God on that life part and I'm going to just follow you. I'll come to church and then I'll obey then. But you do the rest. And God is saying, I, I, I want my people to understand I'm, 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 I'm equipping you for where you're trying to go. I'm equipping you for what you've been praying for. Come on. I, come, how many of y'all been praying for some stuff? Come on, you've been praying for that. Well, I'm equipping you for it. You're in the pretest for the test. You're in the what? Pretest for the test. See, there's pretest principles that govern the test. So if you miss the movements and the unctions of the pretest, you by default going to fail the test. If you, I'm going to say that one more time. If you miss the pretest unctions and, and instructions of God, by default, when you meet the test, you're going to fail. We look at Jesus and say he went through the test in the wilderness. Yeah, but you missed the pretest that he was going through. He was, he was submitted to the process. Baptize me, Peter Paul. Baptize me. No, I'm not baptizing you. It, it's fitting for you to do this. I am in divine order. So I submit myself to the divine order because I'm in the pretest for the test. Yeah, all right. So when you violate the pretest and you keep missing the test, you're missing some of the unctions that God is trying to prepare you in. That's not my message. Let me get back to it. Hallelujah. So I want you to understand. He said be imitators. Somebody say imitators. There are growth levels. There are levels of faith. There are levels of grace. The Bible says everyone has been portioned a level of faith and grace. Somebody say level. Which means if there are levels to this, you can have high faith and you have low faith. You can have high grace and you have low grace. The highest your grace is, watch this, the more entrusted you are towards God. The lower your grace is, the more untrusted you are. It doesn't mean that you're not saved, but God still hands you as a child. Because, you know, it, see, when you're down here, he's all faithful, baby. We're we going to get it right. But how many know some of y'all are growing up? We, it's time to stop being babies. 
All right, I know that wasn't going to go over well. Yeah, it's, come on, how many of y'all, sometime I tell God, you know, I'm still learning, God. I, you know, you, you're still bringing me through the process. And God is saying, yeah, I'm bringing you through. I'm teaching you the principles that govern it, though. So when I said today we're not eating, I meant today we're not eating. I know the pancakes look good. But Holy Ghost inside saying, uh, you, see, you felt an unction. I'm teaching you how he, he speaks now. Because you're waiting for somebody to speak and all this stuff. I'm teaching you how he speaks. So when you miss the unction that he's been trying to teach you, you miss the God voice. And we wake up and say, well, what happened? But Holy Ghost said, I've been telling you for the last year that I need you to go on through the prayer quarter for where you're about to meet the test. So you can deal with the mountain. Somebody say, I'm about to deal with some mountains in my life. Come on. I, I'm about to deal with some mountains in my life. I want you to real quick, I want to teach you here. First John 2, real quick. First John 2, real quick. I want to teach you the difference of spiritual states. There, there, there are levels of spiritual what? States. There are levels of spiritual states. Everybody, we're, we're growing into maturity. And, and until we understand the, the levels of maturity that we must meet the expectation. Today I'm talking about divine habitation. But before I can tell you about habitation, you got to know where you stand. You got to know where? Where you stand because we qualify things that maybe God is not qualifying. We checkmark things that maybe God is not checkmarking. It's in our responses. We think because we do good, God is happy. Jesus said, well, who is good? Only God is good. But what is good to you might not be good for this one. So I can't follow just what is good. I got to follow where my unction leads me. Because it's the Holy Spirit in me. Somebody say I have a personal Holy Spirit. So if I don't abide by the Holy Spirit in me, how am I obeying God? All right, just something to think on. Somebody say, I'm just thinking, I'm thinking. I, I got to learn how to deal with the Holy Spirit in me. And not wait for Moses to speak. All right, Let, let's put it in order here. I write to you, little children, because your sins are forgiven. Now, I want you to understand when he's dealing with little children, and when we're dealing with little children, all everybody in here, if you're a Christian, you're going to be called to be a discipler. So you got to know how to have the interpretation of architecture for little children. There's a language for little children, which means you don't use all kind of swords and all kind of words and scriptures. You don't do all that stuff. You got to know who you're talking to. There's an architecture for little children. You don't you, you see if you're still getting personal with little children, you're already in the wrong. You might. All right. I don't want no fights today. See, Joanne, she's from New Orleans too, y'all. She, she got my back. When you argue with little children, you argue with little children. You have expectation for little children. Sometimes you gotta look in the mirror and say, "Where? What class am I?" Come on, we all was in the, the, the first grade. I was in elementary. I said, maybe I'm in elementary too. I need to help. I write to you, little children, because your sins are forgiven. So he's still dealing with sins for children. Which means when we have to still preach about your sins, that means we're still in adolescence stage. Paul said, I wish to teach you beyond. I want to teach you maturity. I want to give you meat. But you're still little children. I still have to teach you the oracles of God. So we still got to preach on you arguing. Still got to preach on you having disagreement with people. Because we're still not past 
understanding the lower level of righteousness. So he called you little children. Because I want to talk maturity, but I, I can't talk maturity because the mind and the, the ear is, the, the receptacle is not ready for it. So I got to prepare the receptacle, but for you to prepare the receptacle, I have to understand that it's not my righteousness that is good, it's his righteousness. For my righteousness is as filthy rags, but it's his righteousness. Faith grows in righteousness. What is righteousness? Righteousness is what Jesus did on that cross. So the more that I can see the cross in my life, the more that I can grow. The more I see the cross, the more I grow. If I don't see the cross. So I write to you, little children, because your sins are forgiven. You, for his name's sake. For who name's sake? Which means get out of what you think you are. Because he's not just freeing you for your name's sake. He's freeing you for. Oh. I say God is coming after you for his name's sake. If something wrong with my son. I'm not coming because of who he is. I'm coming for my name's sake. It don't matter what you did. It, 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 it matters because my name is on you. Yeah, all right. See, it doesn't matter what you said. It, it matters because my name is on you. I got to show you who you are and stop looking at who you think you are. No, 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 no. Because every time you're highlighting that, it's making you do more of that. But I told you to set your sights on the reality of heaven. And, and you're going to know who you are by keeping your sights set. Somebody say, set my sight, Jesus. Set my sight because if I can set my sight, I can know who I am. For your name's sake. It's for his name's sake. What, what if God is going to let you go through? He's going to give you the tools to fight for his name's sake. But you keep going into condemnation for two years saying, Lord, you know what I did. Lord, you know I'm crazy. You know, I know you messed up. You ain't got to tell him. You got to tell me that I messed up too. Come on, all right, yeah. Come on. So how many of y'all, we've all been on team mess up. And every time we're not walking by the spirit, you on team mess up. You know, Pastor, I've been in church. I don't mess. No, no, you a liar. Catch, see, catch me out of prayer. No, don't come to my house and talk about pray for me. Make sure my threshold is, is aligned. All right, y'all. Right. I write to you, little children, because your sins are forgiven for who name's sake? For not my name's sake. Anytime you're stuck in a sin cycle, the issue is not your sin. The, I, I, I felt this. I just want to stay here for a second. The issue is not your what? What is sin? See, the problem is we got to think this stuff out. What is really sin? Because we think the outcome of what we're doing is the sin. The sin is the unbelief. The sin is the what? Unbelief. So he's saying, though, even though you don't believe, my goal, that's why I came. Yet you are a sinner. That's what God showed. This is what your Bible said. You can refer. I'll give you all the references later. God showed his love in this, in this, in this, in what? He showed his love in what? Okay, when you do a discipleship process, you start with this. God showed his love in this, that yet you were a sinner, which means you was in sin. He still died. I think it's hard to, to, to have the reality that somebody will die for me when I'm not doing right by them. But, but he's so good to know that you can't do right by me until I come. 
So, so when you mess up, don't keep standing. You mess up, God. I'm gonna get it. You can't get it right. That's the problem. You run to God and say, God, show me you. God, show me how to get right. God, show me you. You, you don't, you don't go in the pity party about who you are. Don't be the idol in this. It's for his name's sake. Lord, show me me through you. I, I want to see you how you see me. Yeah. I, I, God doesn't change his perspective about you. I want you to know that this morning. God does not. You know why he can't? Because the blood is on it. Y'all ain't got to be excited. I stay excited. I, I know where my help come from. The blood is on it. I, I'm not going to continue in this thing because the blood is on it. I'm not going to keep cycling in this because the blood is on it. Oh, yeah, Torah. Oh, yeah. Hey, the blood is on it. The blood is on it. Tell somebody the blood is on what I've done. The blood is on where I've been. The blood is on it. The blood is on it. The blood is covering my issue. The blood is covering my disagreement. The blood is on it. Hey, my daughter. Rastakaya. The blood is on it. Y'all better leave me alone this morning. The blood is on it. The blood is on it. You came in stuck in your mind. But you got to know the blood is on it. You came stuck in your being, but the blood is on it. Don't you allow yourself to walk out of here. You got to know that the blood is on it. It's not because I'm good. It's not because I'm right. It's because the blood is on it. The devil is a liar and his friends too. The devil is a liar. 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 The blood is on it. The blood is on it. That's how he set you free. You, you don't stay there. You, it doesn't matter what your mind say. Push past your mind. Jesus said when your heart condemns you, God is greater than your heart. That means even whatever I don't see, all I got to do is tap and look at the blood. Look at the blood. Look at devil. You can't hold me here to look at the blood. Look at the blood. You're, you're a liar. I'm not going to stay here. I'm not being in bondage for another year. I am not going to stay in a cycle. I am not who you hey, I'm the, the blood. We got to get back to the blood. I said we got to get back to the blood. We got to get back to the blood. The blood is what builds you, your faith. Faith grows through understanding righteousness. Oh, you hear what I'm saying? You grow in righteousness. How do you grow in righteousness? By the knowledge of the truth. What is the knowledge of the truth? The knowledge of the truth exposes righteousness. So the more that I know about Jesus, the more that I can be, I'm revealed about myself. Can you say amen? Verse, verse, watch this. Now we're looking at little children. Verse 13. I write to you, fathers, now he's talking to fathers, because you have known him from, is from the beginning. You've known him who is from the beginning. 
Now he's talking to fathers. Now he's saying these know him from the beginning. They don't have a, a dealing with sin problem. They're not at the beginning stages of Christianity. They're not at the, the elementary stages of thinking that they're a sinner and all that stuff. They, they have grown up to understand and know him from the beginning. Original intent. Original intent. When you have an original intent, that means you're a principal. You know how to filter everything through a principle. That's called someone who knows from the beginning. Because you test everything from the B. So when people are not testing things from the beginning, they're still growing into maturity. Can you say amen? Because you have overcome the, uh, now watch this. I write to you young men because you have overcome the wicked one. Now, once you surpass adolescence, you become a young man. You become strong. You mark in there and you've learned to the point where you now have overcome. They're still growing into fatherhood. Original intent. Because sometimes even in the from adolescence to a young man, you're strong, but sometimes you fight a little too much and you don't know how to be at peace. Because the devil wants, I know I talk about prayer a lot and fasting a lot, but God doesn't want us to worship those things. You know why? Because whether you do it or not, it was about what you believe. Fastening prayer don't have more, nothing really to do with God. It has to do with you. See, some of y'all, you, you trust in your mind too much. My poor wife, she cook all the time. And I'm like, no, baby, I can't. You know why? Because I know where my mind, I, my, I, come on. How many of your mind get away from you just too early? I, my mind gets loose just all the, and so I got to stay in twine. I got to stay hidden. Just, all right, y'all a little too holy for me. All right, I, may, I'll, go, I'll go preach on the street. Maybe they understand. I, I, see, see, God is saying, I'm the one that holds your mind together. Could, could it be that your mind is together or you've learned to live in carnal contentment? See, see, if you don't understand grace, by default, you're living in carnal contentment. Masquerading scriptures and faith. Living in carnal contentment means I don't know my grace level. The Bible says, test yourself to see if you're in the, how many of you know how to test? Don't raise your hand. I know my church. They'd be like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, Pastor. I don't know. <laughs> when, you learn to, when you learn to live in corner contentment, the danger is you use tools pre-inspirational understanding. Let me break this down. I've never taught this, so you might want to get your books out. But I'm going to give you some mysteries this, this morning that I haven't shared yet. I, I want you to understand there's a difference in power. How many of you know God is the author of power? How many of you know there are things that, that power is enabled even without a relationship? I, watch this. I've said before you life and death i've already what said it so if it's set it's already set somebody say it's set i've already set before you life and death so choose life the the way of god and he's so good even here watch this even in your debt it's supposed to show the love of god even in when you go wrong it should have supposed to should show the love of god you know why 
Because it's showing you it's wrong. I'm going to say that one more time. When something is wrong, it still should point to God. Because it's showing you that's not God. If it's showing me that's not God, that means I need to get to God. So it's a blessing because if I'm confused if that's God, then that's a different story. But when I know that's not God, that's a blessing because he's showing me that's not me. That's why he said, I sent my word. My word is alive. It splits between soul and marrow. And it, it, it goes even to understand the intents of the heart and the mind. Can you say amen? So I want you to understand there are three functions of power that we live from. And, and, and if you don't learn how to get to the right power set that reaches authority, you'll be in trouble. Because these are the power sets that uh, fathers understand. Are y'all catching me? Number one, power, hold on, power, power can bring stuff. How many of y'all see success? Not, in a, not from a Christian people. How many of you see success in the world? Okay, what gave them that success? Power. How did they get the success? Power. This might clear up some Christian questions about how this works. What gave it to him? Power. Let me trick your mind a little bit. Who was behind that power? Oh, God was. Who was behind the power? All right. So, so now we establish that. Number one, functions of power. Three functions of what? Three functions of power. Write this down. You can have covenantal power, covenantal alignment power. Covenantal alignment power is when you tap into the submission of a grace that has reached a certain level in God. So by default, if you submitted to this ministry, you can tap into the grace on our life. And the danger is many believers think that they can, they can fight by themselves, and it's a lie. If you're a bedside Baptist, I'm so sorry, it's not personal. The Bible didn't never tell you that you can have self-revelation. The Bible never told you that you can have self-bodyhood. In fact, the reality of it is you're not necessarily the body. I know we have shirts and I actually threw hours away. We're actually, you are not the body. We are the body. So personally, you can't be the body. Because you can't be the body without me being with you. And you can't be without them. And you can't be without me. I, we need all parts to this body. We are the body. There is no self-sufficiency in the body. God set an, or, an, an oracle. It set an order that of submission. So when you have to understand that Israel walked through the Red Sea because of Moses, not because of Israel. Which means sometimes you can be saved and you thinking it's you. It wasn't you. It was because you submitted to the process. Because you submitted to the process, God allowed you to walk through it. But you thought it was your faith. See what I can do? See what it is? You know my gift, baby. You know it is. And you found out when you came from under submission, it didn't work the same. Yeah, the prayer light didn't work the same. The, the breakthrough didn't work the same. You tried it at home. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, it, the thing don't work now. I know, I know. Because you got to understand God has divine order and alignment. Oh, I'm teaching you something now. Yeah, it's like, I don't know what's wrong with me. It's just not working. I remember. Yeah, but you forgot that you was under submission. 
You forgot that you're serving out of a pure heart. You forgot that you didn't allow the adversary to steal your thoughts about what your, your, the body. So when we're talking about power movement, there's a covenantal alignment and, and, and you can tap into others' expression and expansion of grace. You can tap into what? So just by submission, for example, if you're a father, you have children, they can tap into your grace of the house. They can tap into the what? It might not be their car, but they're driving daddy car. Just don't abuse daddy car, you ain't gonna drive it. But when they leave the house, what happens? It don't work the same. We're like, you know what? I actually had food in the refrigerator. Let me get back home. Let me. We might not didn't agree, but I'm gonna get back home. Yeah, yeah, you see, it didn't work the same. Because there's a grace that sometimes we live out and we don't understand body form formation, divine body formation that govern expression. Divine body formation that that govern expression. So every expression that I get in freedom does not say that I have the grace for that. Somebody can be standing in the gap for you. You, you, you think your breakthrough is still your, your breakthrough. You prayed five minutes and somebody prayed an hour for you. All right. And if they're a real person of God, they're not trying to be bragging and tell you they're praying for you. They ain't going to tell you, you know, I've been praying for you. You know, and in fact, I prayed an hour and a half. See, they're they not, they not, they not prideful. They ain't going to tell you nothing. They say, you, you better, that's, thank God. You know, I'm, I'm in the gap with you. See, they're not prideful to get, get they're not trying to make their name great. But we walk around, see, I know what freedom is. No, no, baby, you don't understand the extension principle. Oh, I was, I, I had time. You better understand the extension principle. Somebody praying for you, you better be, hey, thank you for praying for me, baby. I, 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 thank you, sweetheart. Thank, keep praying for me. Especially if you're married. If you're in an argument, somebody better be praying. At least one of y'all. One of y'all have to hold the extension. And, and both of y'all out there, oh, Lord, Jesus. But somebody have to hold the line. Some, tell somebody, I got somebody hold it. Hit your neighbor. Don't just don't look at your wife. Just hit him. Say somebody got to hold the line. No, don't 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 do it. I don't want to cause no confusion. Somebody got to hold the line. Baby, when I don't feel like being obedient, I need you to hold the line. Tell me something about God. I'm being ugly today. I'm tired of being obedient. You shouldn't be tired of being obedient because when you taste it and see that the Lord is good, once you taste a part of him, you don't want to leave that part. See, when you've tasted a part of God, you know when you're out of taste. You know when the taste buds change. I got to get to my point. We got too much to go here. So there's covenantal alignment. How many of y'all understand covenantal alignment? Which means no matter what's going on in the world, do not break, don't go into rebellion because of somebody else's rebellion. Many of us have been in relationships. We've been in, uh, we've loved people. We've, we've uh, served people. We've submitted to people and they broke our heart. And what happens is we put that on God and say, see, this thing don't work. This system don't work. It's not that the system don't work, but men, men, men. This is why it takes us to be mature also. 
And God left it so that if you're really running after him, watch this. He will protect your heart even from, watch this, even if you don't have under, a sentient understanding in principle. Because your heart is close to him and you have experiential knowledge, you won't allow your heart to even get there. Uh-oh, uh, all right, uh, maybe I'm, um, let me be clear about this. It, 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 see, at the end of the day, we, we, we put the excuse on the rebellion of what somebody did to us. I've been through many different leadership abuses, but I still had a clear heart. Because I had experiential knowledge. And still stay in honor. Can you stay in honor? Without experiential knowledge, you can't stay in the God particle. It didn't mean you knew beyond him. It just, the knowledge. You, you didn't have the principles like he had, but you knew God. Somebody say, I understand God. I, I, I. You don't understand God only cerebrally. You understand God inspirationally. Somebody say, I know him inspirationally. Until you know God inspirationally, you don't know him. You say, well, well I, I beg to differ. Well, I've, I've sat down with professors. I've even sat down with judges. And if I can point to something, I like how you put that together, but that, that, that don't go there. Let me tell you why. Because the scripture doesn't violate the scripture. All right, let's say that one more time. For, for, for you who are in the spirit class, scriptures doesn't violate scripture. Logos will never violate rhema. And rhema will not violate logos. So if you're telling me about your experience, but it violates the scripture. You need to check who you're hearing from. All right, all right. I keep saying I'm not going to give y'all all this. I just want something that can help you get through. Before number two, what, 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 we did number one. What is number one? Covenantal alignment. Number two, engaging principles. This is a, the second function of a power. Section number two is the uh, second function of power. Engaging what? Principles. We have allowed ourselves to believe. Now, the Bible tells us to grow in the knowledge of God. How many of you know you can't go before you grow? How many of you know you can't go before you grow? Paul or Peter never excuse anybody trying to masquerade ministry without interpretation and, 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 and escalation of understanding so they can learn to rightly divide the word of truth. Because it's not always just God in this. No, 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 no. It's interesting how we hear. How many of y'all ever, you heard God when it's feasible for your life? Well, God told me to go here. Well, God didn't tell you about all that other stuff. What happened? You heard God clear today. How you hear God so clear today? Oh, yeah. That, oh, you hear God that clear? Pastor need a better prayer life because you hear him like that? But you didn't hear him yesterday about your arguing. You didn't hear him yesterday about your attitude. You didn't hear him yesterday about you giving up. You didn't, oh, it's interesting how we hear him when we want to. Or are we hearing him? Because it's matching up to scriptural context without the inspiration of the spirit that govern your context. Are y'all staying with me? Y'all a good class. You're staying with me. 
Number two, engaging principle. So there is superior knowledge when we engage principle. You can engage principle. Now, this is where you need to understand. You can engage principle without a relationship with God. This is the problem. This is the problem. Because you're watching, uh, see, the problem is you're mad, and we get mad because we see people engaging principle, masquerading scripture, and we don't know how to test the spirit. He just told you it's not by might, and see, that's might. That's what? And he told you it's not by power. See, that was by power. So when you tell me you want to do something and I didn't hear spirit language, I know you're about to fail. But I'll smile to you like, oh, really? All right. I'll see you again. That's called maturity. Because mature people in God has known that the flesh profits nothing. And as soon as you make the flesh the oracle of your life, you're going to fall. In fact, it's, it's permissible for you to fall. It's actually love for you to fall. I'm, I'm going to leave you alone there. I'm gonna leave y'all. I'm giving y'all way too much this morning. See, you, 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 see, see, that's maturity when it's love when I fail. Oh God, thank you, thank you for showing me that that wasn't the way. Thank you for showing me. Thank you for letting me bump my head because it could have been worse. All right. So principle don't, don't necessarily need inspiration. Principle don't necessarily need what. So you can operate powers out of principle without relationship let's prove it a little further he said in the last day many were going to come into my name and say jesus didn't i do this in your name now when you look at the list of what he did you cannot do that without knowledge you can't do that without principle that patent it, it stays the same so you cannot do that without that patent so for him to heal the sick, raise the dead, do all those things in his name. You can't do that without principle. What about the rich young ruler? I'm trying to show you something. What about the what? How many of y'all heard of the rich young ruler? Jesus, how much can I have eternal life? How can I have eternal life? Wait, hold on. You got rich off my principle? See, we, we qualify richness. We have the richest. See, see, but a religious mind see, see, says, well, see, uh, yeah, you're right. They, they always have. No, that, that's not what he's talking about. See, because when you come into Christ, riches are in Christ. I didn't say don't get it. I just said there's a way. I'm going to say that one more time. I didn't say rich is not for you. See, 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 that's the problem. We go to two extremes. We have it or we don't have it. It's all a lie. It's not two extremes. It's in that too. In Christ, all things are possible. I've given you the power to get wealth, but it's from him. It's the from him that we're trying to understand. It's the in him that we're trying to what? Understand. So I want you to understand something. Principles can accelerate you into a position. The world actually used biblical principles. The principle of what? Sowing and reaping. The principle, it's a what? Principle, it's a law. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? I'm, trying to I'm training you something. It's a law, there are laws. The law of, 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 of responsibility, the law of planning. Write it down, make it plain, that's a law. 
Oh, I need to teach on laws. That's a law. So if you violate the law, you're going to get the outcome of where you broke. So there are laws that you can do the laws of the Bible and get something out of it. Now, God wanted you to use the laws, but he wanted you to use it out of the inspiration of experiential knowledge. What did I just say? God wanted you to use the laws. Maybe this is just too much. God wanted you to use the laws, but he wanted you to use it out of experiential knowledge. Because the laws are for you. The disciples say, wait, why you teach them parables like that? Why you talk to them in parables, but you talk to us straight? He said, because seeing they will not see, hearing they will not hear. But I talk to you because I revealed the mysteries of the kingdom to you. And I don't want them to get it because until they have the receptacle of their ear prepared, they will hear, which means you only hear to where you're prepared. If I was you, I'd be writing that down. I need to say that. Yeah, that, I need to tweet that. I only hear to where I'm prepared. So be careful who you're against if you're not prepared. So you, you got to understand that God prepares your receptacle so, so you can hear right. He said, be careful how you hear. Be careful what? How you hear. Which means I'm going to hear a lot of things, but I better be careful how I hear. Can you say amen? And, and, and you, you got to realize what you've been hearing is where you are today. Uh oh, see, all right, I knew that'll wake you up. The accumulation of what you've been hearing has actually made you who you are today. Because faith comes by and hearing by the. Now, it's not faith, faith. There's faith that don't come by the word of God, but it's still faith. So the word that, that's been accumulated has built faith in your perspective of what you hear today. Which means for you to be in the cycle that you are, you're actually reinforcing a word. Your behavior reinforces a word. I'm trying to stay, st- I, I'm, I'm way too deep in this ditch. I gotta, I'm going to walk up out of here. Tell somebody I got to break this word. Whatever word is over me, I got to come out of this word. If it's poverty, I got to come out the word. If it's brokenness, I got to come out the word. If it's anger, I got to come out the word. You, you reinforce the word that, and you live out of that. It's still faith. But it's not faith in God. It's faith in that word. You are the words that has been accumulated into your life. Remember, he, what is a word? In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word and God is alive. So words are a, so you work for a building company. And the company that built you, the the things around you that's building you, is the construction of the doctrine that you live from. And so if I don't have the right mechanism to test my words, that's why he say test yourself to see if you're in the faith. How do you test faith? You know, see, we don't know how to test faith. But that's a problem because we've been preached faith. How long we've been preached faith? We don't know how to test faith. You know why we don't know how to test faith? Because we've been preached it as a follower of Moses. Not a New Testament of the Holy Spirit. You've been preached it faith as a follower of the words of God and not the word of God. He said they read the scriptures thinking it gives them eternal life. 
But I found that, listen, it, it doesn't. It points to the one that brings eternal life, which means the internal life is the being of the Holy Ghost that leads me into life. How many are getting this? We can go home now. I've said enough. What's number two? What's the number two principle? So you can engage principle and get success out of relationship with God. It's possible. Just because you make success doesn't mean that you have a relationship with God. Are y'all clear about that? So be careful of, 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 of highlighting everybody's success. Be careful when you click on YouTube and see somebody success. See, I'm supposed to be there. Yeah, yeah, you are, but God will wait till he builds your stature before he gets you there. So you don't violate yourself. See, when you mature, you're not trying to rise above your grace. See, that's the problem. You want, he said, you shall prosper. I'm not against prosperity. I'm, I'm not against prospering, but you shall prosper even as your So you violate the principle of prosperity when your soul is not equal. Commensurate with your prosperity. When your soul is not commensurate with your prosperity, you're actually in violation. So you better hurry up and get there. That was a joke, but it really wasn't. This is why. Jesus always told the rich, he said, you need to humble yourself. What did I do? No, humble yourself. Because I didn't build you. you. You started with it without my building. So if you started with success without my building, I need you to learn to humble yourself. Because either you humble, I'm going to have to humble you. That's why don't never be mad at your start. Because God can build you from the ground up instead of starting up. Y'all better hear me. Thank God I didn't. See, some of you, I never had. No, stop that. Because you have the best place of your life. You actually have, you can build with God freely without stuff in the beginning. God said, I can work with you. You, you don't have an expectation. I don't have to, I don't have to play with you. He always telling rich people, they're the hardest one to get in the kingdom. Y'all understand it now. See, because they started, they ain't worrying about their soul. They got the answer in their hands. Money answered all things. I wish I could go deeper on this class, but I... We're going to have to build up to this stuff. So, so don't ever neglect where you are. You're in the best spot of your life. You know why? Because if you can learn to build your stature through the unturned of the Holy Ghost, God will build you ready. See, he said, I, I confound the wise. with I, I, I get the broken. I, I get the people that don't look like it. And I, I make them something out of nothing. So I can show them the wise that it all, it's not by might. It's, it wasn't. But see, the, the, that's the problem. Y'all, I, I, I wish you could hear me. I do that because I want people to understand it's by my spirit. Somebody says by your spirit. It's by your spirit. Say it again. It's not by might. How much might you have in your life? You go to work in might. Put your badge on, ready to go. Gave God two minutes. And when Billy come around the corner, Sheila come around that corner. I hope nobody named Sheila. No offense. Now you get triggered. But I thought you was in might. I thought you was in power. But you left his spirit awakening. Before you leave the house, you better have a spirit awakening. Because if I don't get a spirit awakening, you're right. I might be crazy. I might be busted and disgusted. But I need a spiritual awakening. All right. Slow down there. What was number two? What was number two? 
engage in principle. Always remember, you can, you can succeed. God wants us to understand principle. When I say this, that you can do that without relationship, that does not mean you don't engage it. Many of us are in the mastery class right now with me. You're learning to engage mastery in biblical precepts, which means you're learning to filter things through a precept of God. You don't move outside of the word of God. And we, 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 we have to get out of this thing where we think we got it. No, you show where you got it when you start going where God didn't say. You start responding not like God. That's the area that we need to work on. But we use justification of what we're good at for what we're bad at. But at least, ain't nobody saying nothing about no at least. But at least, I thought you wanted to have a mature conversation. But at least, no, ain't no at least when you come into maturity. You either go with the word or you, you still going back to your corner-based mind. So there's areas, believers, that we got to learn. God is trying to deal with that dump of that cornality. And we live out of it, but we try to live both ways. And we say, no, I need to deal with that dump. Because if I hit you the right way, you, we can be talking about a spiritual conversation, but you go back to the dump, depending on what we're talking about. And you can't stay in principle. Tell somebody, learn to stay in principle. Come on, say, learn to stay in principle. Maturity is when you learn to stay in principle. You don't have to go around the corner with people. Y'all all right with this? So you, you, when you're discipling, all, everybody, if you're a Christian, you're going to disciple people. you got to learn how to stop going around the mountain. Giving people beyond what they're understanding. And you got to learn how to stop letting the devil steal the conversation. That's why we're doing this communication class. But the base of it, let me not go too far in that. The base of it is, can you walk with your God? Can you say man? What was number two? Engage in principle. Number three, here we go. The principle of encounter. Three functions of power. Covenantal alignment, engaging principle, and the principle of encounter. Somebody say encounter. This encounter is by divine relationship. So number one, we learn divine submission, and we can tap into graces based on people who ascended in those levels. So we can walk in graces of people who, as long as we're in submission to those graces, we can walk in those graces. Number two, we learn that you can use principle outside of relationship. But God wants us to be principle, but through the kingdom of God. Number three, there's an encounter. So power works through encounter. That dunamis power. Somebody say dunamis. The power. That dunamis or that power gauges you into authority. Because authority comes through relationship. Somebody say authority, authority. comes through relationship. Which means you cannot win authority just by based, just only by principle. Many are going to come in my name, say, Lord, Lord, have I not done this in your name? They use principle to govern what they were doing. So it's beyond principle. You, you, you need principle because you can't navigate through without principle. But without inspiration, you're already at a default. Because inspiration gives you wisdom and your temperament and the emotion for what you're going to do. How many of you know your, how you handle your emotions, how your temperament is matter in how you minister? How many of y'all know that matters? You know why? Because God is love. And we've been trying to deliver from word instead of love. 
because we'll rather deal with you from a distance and just tell you about the word. Instead of living, oh, this is where we're going. I just, instead of living out of it. See, see, what you didn't know is love can actually deliver people. But we got to know what type because we say, yeah, but we got to know what type. Because, see, see, love to us depending on what you do. See, we got to know what type. Because if love is dependent on what you do, we got a problem. If love is dependent on what you do to me, we got a problem. So we got to know what type. Because there are types. And God didn't say love with all types. There's a love that I have for my wife. There's a love that I have for the church. There's a love that I have for enemies. Oh, man, I wish I had. I know y'all let me do all that hooping and hollering, and I'm out of time. So there's, somebody said there are types of love. Now, we just learned that there, see, there's different dynamics of maturity, but we got to understand there are types of love because we're dealing with love management. How many of you know the reason why we don't win in life because we don't know how to manage love? If you don't keep the quarter that govern love, all right, let me not go there. Let, let, let me give you here. Let me give you a scripture here. Are y'all learning? I want you to go real quickly, real quickly. Galatians 5, 6. Galatians 5, 6. God called us to have unity, not uniformity. I said God called us to unity, not what? What is unity? Unity is us, a body coming together in a unity, a, a, a oneness, an understanding. Can you hear what I'm saying? That's unity. Unity is, is us learning to, to be together with understanding. Somebody say understanding. Lord Jesus, I'm not going to forget my pad anymore. I can't work with this paper. Jesus. Yeah. Honey, don't let me forget my bell. She's not in here. Unity is us coming into one with understanding. Because we are supposed to be one spirit. But if we're one spirit, why we don't speak all the same language? So unity is not uniformity. Uniformity is we can all come together, but we're not agreement. That's uniformity. Well, that's what most of the church is. We're in uniformity. So we know the Christian language and the lingo and we dance and we do and we talk, but we're not in unity because we all can't come to the table. What is the table? Where's the table? The table is the principle. Can you let God be true and every man alive? All right. See, but remember, we got a dump based mind depending on and in that dump based mind of carnality, the Bible says in carnality, you don't have a care. That corner mind is at war. It's an enmity against God. It's what? How many of you ever heard somebody say the right thing to you, but you didn't want to hear it, and you say, I don't care? All right, see, come on, Christians. Y'all, all right, y'all, all right. Y'all don't want to be honest. As Christian, yeah, 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 you believe it. I ain't, I ain't bringing you to hell. How many of you as Christians, you, you either got tired, you just didn't want to hear it, and you wanted to be mad, and you said, I don't care. Now, if, with your mature self, 
What made you not care about what God just said? It proves that in our carnality, it's against God. And it doesn't care in the moment. So it'll pull out anything that brings a defense to protect itself on offense. To prove itself. A defense to what? Protect itself or an offense to prove itself. A defense to protect itself or an offense to prove itself. Y'all all right with this? So you, you, so you got to understand when he's saying it's not by might. And it's not by power. It's by my spirit. He's trying to tell you, you need to read spirit. For the Bible says we read spiritual things with spirit. We judge spirit with. Are you judging spirit or flesh? Because I can tell you why you're still mad. Come on, we're, in a, we, 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 we're going into communication. Y'all told me y'all want to learn about communication. I'm going to teach you how to have divine communication. But before I can tell you about communication, you got to understand how to come into communication with yourself, with God. Because until you understand how the Holy Spirit talks to you, you don't know how to talk to people. And until you allow Holy Spirit and you get aligned with him, what you don't give up, you're going to give out. If I don't give it up today, I'm going to give it out tomorrow. If I don't give it up this morning, I'm going to give it out today. If what I don't give up, I'm going to give out. I, I remember what you did to me, but I didn't give it up this morning. So I'm, let me give it to you this today. And we don't know that we're not in unity with God, number one. So we can never be in unity with his people. If we understand we're called to darkness, you won't run from it. And maturity is not running from darkness. Maturity is when you can stand in light no matter what darkness do to you. Because if you're always responsive, it's, you're going to have a hard life of you always respond. you got to learn to set the temperature. Yeah. You've you got, you got to be the middleman and, and control the conversation. You've you, you got to learn to be so much light that it doesn't matter what somebody does to me. I am never reactive. I'm proactive. And proactive means I give gifts. I, I, I didn't need a response back. I, whether you slap me, cuss me, bust me. I, I, I didn't come for, for that, that you give me life. I came that he might have life. All right, Jesus. It's, it's time to stop being reactive. How can we save a world that's, that's going to make you mad, but you're always reactive? You're not a temperature setter. No, the problem is you've been taught for blessing, but you haven't been taught for war. You, all right, see, everybody been preparing you to sow your seed, baby. Tell your, tell your neighbor, get your house. Get, that is good. But before God take you through that program, he said, I need you to obey. I need you to fast. I need you to pray. I need you to learn to control yourself before I give you anything. So we've been prompted for success, but we can't handle battle. Can't handle battle, but, but, but we're ready for the blessing. Not knowing that the maturity of the blessing is the principles that govern it. I know everybody not understanding what I'm saying. 
the maturity of the blessing is that I am, I am that I am, I am that I am. I know the principles that govern it. See, it's less flexible when you grow with God. You don't get to say what you want to say. It's less flexible when you grow with God. You don't get an attitude like you want to. Because you have different checks and balances in your, in your inward. Let me deal with this for a second. The Bible says that I have not, you, you're not following the law on the stone anymore. I have put the law and my word in your inward parts. So how in the world am I going to follow God on stone when he said I'm in you? And you're not listening to me in you. So how do you think you're obeying me because you went to church? No, 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 baby. Church is trying to point to the inward you. And when you know how to obey in you, you're going to grow in me. So that means then I have two classes. I got to go through discipleship of the process of my church. And I got to go through discipleship of the process of the spirit. Somebody said I got two classes. See, we only, we qualified the one, but no, 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 no. How can they heal without a preacher? But the same Bible says you have the unction and know all things. You don't need no one to teach you. What was he saying? He wasn't saying to get out of violation of divine order. That's what he's saying. He's saying the Holy Spirit, the things that you hear, it was already in you, but you needed a teacher to know what was in you. So you, it's already, I know you listened to Oprah and she told you a couple of things, but you didn't know it was already in you. So when you say, yes, Lord, it's not a yes, Lord, like I just know this. No, it's actually in you. It's been known in you, but you heard it and then agree with you. Say, whoa, what? You awaken to another you. You awaken to the original you. Like, whoa, whoa this, this is what I was supposed to be in the beginning. You, you, you tapped into a revelation that governed the beginning. Fathers, you have known him from the beginning. So when you hear a father speak, you go back to your be. You keep trying to go to your future, not your beginning. I'm on my way to my future. No, you're not. You're on your way to your beginning. If you're in God, you're on your way to your beginning. Because how God set you in the beginning is what you really are. Glory, glory, glory. Glory, glory, glory. Tell somebody I'm going to my beginning. Come on, tell somebody I'm going to my beginning. You're going to your beginning. Hey, you're going to your beginning. Which means God is waiting. Literally, the earth was framed by faith. And the earth is waiting for the sons of God to arise. I'm giving you scripture when I talk. Waiting on the sons of God to arise. Why is it waiting? Because it's waiting on that person who is from the beginning. Which means your influence for your success that you're really after was actually in your stature, not your, not your class out there. Because until you get the stature of faith that looks like the beginning, the earth don't won't respond to it. Oh, I wish I had time. The earth can't respond to what's unfamiliar. The people that you, you are called to touch, they only respond to the you that was from the beginning. So if I go another year not being the, the I I'm supposed to be, 
the earth won't respond. So I'm looking for where they don't see me. What happened? I don't see who I'm supposed to be looking for. And, and God is saying, I'm trying to produce you. I'm giving you the stature and the character so the earth can see you. All right. I've been prompted to stop right there. Let me stay in love. What scripture did I tell you to go to? I told you this paper. For in Jesus, neither circumcision or uncircumcision avail, but faith work through what? What does faith work through? I thought faith worked through gifts. Because everybody want to take a gift class without a love class. I thought faith works because I scream. I thought faith worked because I danced. I thought faith works because I did the things that we do in church. I, that's, I thought that wasn't faith. Come on, sometimes we, 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 we masquerade things and people think that's faith. If I shout this way, if I dance this way, if I do it like this, if I say it like I saw mama do, if I do it like, we think that's faith. He said, faith don't work like that. Faith works through love, which means if I'm going to jack it, I better touch love. If I'm going to crack it, I better touch love. If I'm going to shout, it better touch my heart because what doesn't touch my heart don't change me. Right. Even when I pray, if it don't touch my heart, it don't change me. So you think you're talking to God. Jesus said, you have not because you ask not. And when you ask, you ask amiss because you want to spit it on your own pleasures. How do I know I'm spending it on my own pleasures? I'm still praying like he told me not to pray. Don't pray like the Gentiles do. What am I going to eat? What am I going to, y'all all right with this? What am I going to drink? How am I going to live? He said, why are you worrying about that? Don't I feed the birds of the sea? Don't, 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 why are you keep worrying about that? The problem is your perspective have been swayed. Now you're worrying about me provision where I give you by default. Aren't you a child of me? I'm not going to let you go hungry. But I need you to understand the principles that govern the unction in you because I have a burden for your call. Y'all better hear me. I have a burden for your call, which means your cry is going to learn to come out of you and to me. Somebody say that's maturity. I'm not at a leadership conference, so I got to keep it light. God, am I so tired? Faith work where? Through love. So when we, I'm going to conclude like love management. When we're dealing with love, God did not call you to live by scripture alone. But every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. The preceding word out of the mouth of God come from the unction of God in you. Which means every day I need a word. Every day I need a word. And by observation, we have not learned to live because without that word that produces faith to live from grace. What did I just say? Without that word that produces faith to live from grace. To live what? You do not live toward, you live. So if you're not living from grace, by default you're going to fall. You know why you was arguing? Because you failed. Grace wasn't there. Y'all all right? It's not personal. Tell your neighbor, it's not personal. It's, we learning. We learning. We learning. You, you, you know why we do, we do what we're not supposed to do? 
because we weren't living from grace. So you thought I prayed in the morning because I was trying to do this heavenly thing. Uh-uh. No, I know I need to tap into grace. Because if grace don't carry me today, baby, my mind is a broken basket. Not mine. You, you grow and you learn to. If I don't grow from, if I don't touch this grace, if I don't touch Jesus today, I'm going to be in trouble. But he found his body sleeping. We wake up and we don't need him. Only when we go through issues. We only need him before we go minister at church. We only need him when we got the mic. We only need him. These are, these are our need perspectives because we don't understand that in him is life. We don't realize that all things come from him. All things is done through him. And God is calling us to a grace level that we can learn how to have experiential uh, love so we can have experiential life. The New Testament God is experiential. Say that with me. The New Testament God is what? Which means if you're not getting experience, you're not being changed. Oh, I know you're learning scripture. I, 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 if you're not getting experience through the scripture, you're not being changed. I know you can quote James 22 and Paul. You can tell me about what they're doing. But until that touches your heart about the scripture, you will not be changed. This is why we can... We can say one scripture one moment and curse you out in the next. This is why we can say one scripture one moment and argue in the next. Because we didn't understand that grace abounds in you. Grace is that armor. Grace is the shelter. What are you qualifying that is your default or downfall? Let's break that apart. What is your downfall? I thought because God is with you, nobody can be against you. Oh, remember, see, when you touch certain things, you go back to the. But I thought nobody can be against you. What happened to that script? What happened? I wonder what happened. And until we learn to uh, that we are insufficient without God's sufficiency. What did I just say? Every day you wake up, you better know that you're insufficient. And unless you find an insufficiency, you will never find grace. Ah, I just gave you a secret. You want to tap in? Until you find your insufficiencies, you will never find grace. Because every time you're standing in your power and in your might and didn't know it was by the Spirit, you, you, you're finding yourself in the same situations. But you didn't know the situation was occupied by your power. You didn't know the situation was occupied by your might. He said, it's not by that, it's by my Spirit. So every day, are you aware of his spirit? Sometimes you're going to fast to be aware. Because when you eat too much, your flesh is too vulnerable. Y'all say, hey, hallelujah, man. And the issue with it, though, is we think we're in control in our Christian life, but you're really not because every time you think to fast, you don't. Which means your flesh already got the upper hand. So you're really not in control as you think you are. Every time you want to pray, you can't. You're really not as in control as you think you are. So, so when we lose control, see, sometimes you got to learn. This is why Paul said, I crucify my flesh. 
daily. Because if I give it too much room, it's going to try to take all of it. Y'all better hear me. If I give it a little room, it's going to try to take all of it. So I got to learn how to tell it, no, you're not today. They're going to think you're talking to yourself. It's okay. Tell them I'm just getting delivered. No, no, no we're not eating today, baby. No, I'm not doing it. You say, what's wrong with that man? You need to go to the hospital. No, 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 no. I'm talking to myself. Because if I don't talk to myself, I'm going to talk to you. And if I talk to you, we're going to have problems. Yeah, yeah. You better learn to talk to yourself. Hey, the Holy Ghost is going to talk to you to talk to yourself. I got to close. Jesus. I'm going to paraphrase this and I'm going to close. This is why I say in 1 Corinthians, you ain't got to go there. He said, listen, after having all the gift of prophecy and understanding and mystery is all, all knowledge. And through I, and though I have all faith, look at that. And though I have all faith, what kind of faith is that? All right, we're going to go back to the class. All right. If I have the gift of prophecy, so I got a gift. I can even understand mysteries and all knowledge. And I have all faith that I can remove mountains, but have not love. Which means the danger of acceleration is not staying in love. The danger of acceleration is not staying in love because love is vulnerable. Tell somebody I'm working back to that level of love. There's a level of love. If I swing that love around here, deliverance can happen quickly. But life, see, 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 life tries to train you. And if you don't train it, it's going to train you. If you don't train yourself in the stature of God, watch this, people are going to train you. And you're going to be always reactive than proactive. God is calling you to stop being reactive. But what? Why? Let me clarify why and we'll get out of here. Let me, let me clarify why. Watch this. Before I clarify, James 1, 2, 8. Watch this. My brother, count it all joy when you fall in various trials. Count it all what? Hold on, God. Now I'm confused. Because I thought I came to church to get out of trials. I'm going to be at the wrong church. This, 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 this man reading scripture talking about count it all joy when I fall into What is it? See, see you got to understand what he's talking about. Maturity loves trial because it points to an insufficiency. Y'all better hear me. Maturity loves trial. What did I just say? Because it points to my inefficiency. And if I find one in me, I know I can touch in grace. I'm trying to teach you how to get power. Every time I find something that's not God, I say, thank you, Jesus. Now I can run to that grace and get power that I don't have. Count it all joy when you fall. Why? Because I need a God now. I've been waiting on this problem. See, when you mature, sometimes you got to look for a problem. You pray, you, you, pray to, you, you pray to search to the burden so you can find one of your insufficiencies. I'm, I'm, talking, I'm giving you maturity now. Because when you know he is your righteousness, you ain't got to deal with that anymore. So you got to tap into the burden of God or you don't have, no, you don't have nowhere to go. About five of y'all hearing what I'm saying. 
you you won't have nowhere to go because you 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 you're not you it's not you your part no more. You you you've governed the first level, you've governed the second level, but now you're like, okay, what do I do with how do I access that thing now? He said, Now you're coming into my burden. I'm gonna show you what you're really called to. I'm going to show you the, what I've been calling you to. I've been telling you about this. I've been speaking to you about it. Now you're going to, now your cry is you're going to see out there. You're going to see beyond your house. You're going to see beyond yourself. Now you're coming into my burden. And then my burden, my yoke is easy. That's what he means. My yoke is easy. My burdens are light. Which means there's a divine burden. And unless you tap into the divine burden, you haven't really started to understand what grace is really for. Count it all joy when you fall in their sides. This is why. I, I, see, I wanted to talk about enemies, right? We ain't got time. Count it all joy. Because when they when they argue, when they, when they fight you, when they beat you, when they when they crucify you, when you stand and know I'm God, watch this. There's a glory in crucifixion. Yep. There is a if you can hold posture though. See the problem. I need you to hold posture. See, I gotta build the stature because they're they're not fighting you for what you think they're fighting you for. And if you can hold posture and stature in that position. There's a glory that's going to come out of the pressure of you holding. And they're going to know that. This is why he said, let me give you the principle of the battle. Y'all want to know the principle of the battle? He said, if they hate you, love them. If they burn, you feed them. See, some of you need to go to work and bring somebody some flowers. You need to go bring them something to eat. Because as soon as you fight the God me, I need to pray for you. Because I'm standing in the stature of God now. So God said, I need to take it out of your hands so I can put it in my hands. Y'all better hear me. All right, all right. Tell somebody he's trying to put it in his hands. You, was not, you were not called to that war. He said, put it in my hands. But my hands is you learning to stand like me. If you still like me, watch this. The, the adversarial that was after you either will run. Or, they ex, or they'll excuse themselves. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? See, I'm giving y'all too much. This is supposed to be the third class now. Let me help you. The devil said, Jesus, look what he bought. He, he was after something. Didn't the Bible say? Jesus, this was the argument. If you bow down to me. This was the argument. And Jesus put out a different sword trope. He had a relational sword trope. He could have tricked them. See, the problem is we keep getting tricked by words. All right, Jesus. But when, until you get a relational sword stroke, he said, but the word also said, man shall not live by. Which, and the enemy, the Bible says the enemy fled, which means until you use the right sword stroke, they're not going to flee. Why are you still having the same conversation? All right, Lord Jesus, I hear because you're using the wrong sword stroke. It qualifies why they can stay. 
You entertain and feed. All right, this too much. How many see the word in this? My brother, count in all joy when you fall in various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces what? Patience. And let patience have its what? Perfect work. That you may be perfect and complete, lacking what? The Bible says they argue and fight because you do not have. You're lacking. You know why? Because you didn't have patience. You know why? Because you didn't have them to try your right. I just gave you a whole possessual. The Bible says that you're lacking nothing. Let patience have its what? Perfect work. So you're not what? Lacking. You're not what? You're not lacking. The Bible says we argue and fight because we have not. Why do we argue and fight? Why do we argue and fight? Because you need something. And until you fulfill the sufficiency of that need in you first, you're going to always misalign who you're sitting next to at the well. Yeah. I, I'm starting to think I'm a poet. Y'all better. Jesus, listen, how many of y'all caught that, what I just said? She came thirsty for what she thought she needed. Y'all better hear me. She was thirsty for what she thought. And he used principle, but she wasn't on that level yet. See, when you add the well and you principle, and he say, I am the thirst, you say, yes, Lord, you are the thirst, and you drink. But when you're immature, he got to point to a highlight, something that's in your problem. So why people can't just hear the word purely? He said they got itchy, which means until you highlight them, their problem, their issue, or their promotion, they won't hear you. I was saving this for the leadership meeting, but I'll give you all a little bit. It's the same message. All right, let me leave that alone. So she couldn't handle principle. I am the well. Drink. A mature person say, I heard God. I'm going to drink. So you give the principle. If they don't bite on the principle, you highlight their problem. And they'll roll with you. Don't you have five husbands? <laughs> now, hold on now. You got my attention now. You told me to drink, but I ain't get that. But you highlight one of my issues. You highlight one of my problems. You highlight my promotion. Don't you have five husbands? No, I don't. You have this and that. She, watch this. She went away saying that he knew her whole life. Which means you get the whole life plan when you highlight the problem. But it's all still pointing to the well if you can drink. With me, see, I'm teaching y'all what I said in the beginning. Until your principal line up on line. See, that was the line. He gave her a line she couldn't handle a mature conversation. So he had to pull out a problem. Which still pointed to the well. But to get him to the well, 
I had to get you from your problem to the well. God came this morning to highlight your problem, to get you out of your problem to the well. And it's time to come out of your problem and get into the well. You know not what you worship. She said, my father's worshiped at this mountain, which, which means I know how church goes. I know what the pastor about to say. See, I love oratory. I know, I like how he preached. They got to do it like that. They got to do it like that. See, no, you know oratory. You don't know power. Paul said, I wish that you not be in the wisdom of man. I didn't come to you in excellence of speech, a man's wisdom, but in the power of the almighty God, which means get out of the oratory mind. I don't like to preach oratory. I want to preach the power. So it can touch your being. The well. Which means Jesus will sit with you. You say, I am the well, but we can't hear. Something been blocking us. We can't believe. But he's right there. He said mercy follows you all the time. What do you mean he ain't saying nothing? No, mercy been following you all the whole time. Mercy day by day, mercy following you. That, that unction that you feel, how many of y'all ever feel like you needed to pray? That's God. The fact that you feel it shows God is after you. That should have been a confirmation that God has given me a chance. But because we haven't learned the unctions of the inside and we've been focused on the outside, we don't know how God moves, how God speaks, his emotions, his motions, how he do and what he does. Because everything we do is from out here and we talk like it. We talk like it because if we understood inspiration come from within, you'll realize I can't do this without him. Unless I touch something in him, unless I touch the hem of his garment, unless I touch who God is in me, I can't do it. I'm done. You can hear the song for me. I want you to understand God came for you to drink from the well this morning. Whatever issue that you're, you're dealing with. See, God doesn't want to just highlight the issue. He want to highlight himself. After well, he said, I am the well. But she didn't hear. The answer was right there. So sometime when we can't hear the answer, you have to wait for a prophet. You have to. But see, we made the first line of communication. We highlight prophecy so much today, people feel bad if they didn't get one. Not knowing what prophecy really is. We feel bad if we didn't get one. What if God had you on his own trajectory? Stand to your feet if you can. If you can find that last song that I had for you. There is a well that God is calling you to drink from, and God is saying, I need to awaken you back to that well. The issue has not been your problems that you've been looking for on the outside. The issue is you lost the well. The issue has been you lost the well. He's all right. The issue is you've lost the well. You've lost the well. Somebody say you lost the well. The issue. The answer is there, but you got to get back to the well. I don't want God to have to highlight 
my problem. Before I can mature and say, you know what? I, I don't need, I don't need another. See, one of the things is maturity in God. See, we, we got to look at falling sometimes is not a bad thing. Be careful how you qualify in falling. Because falling was to show you that you need to turn around. So some of us are in a, a trajectory to fall. Because God has to take your power and your might away so you can know it's by spirit. Y'all all right with this? I, every day I wake up, I go in my own strength. And I go home mad. What happened? I went in my own strength. Jesus said, I'm calling you. Now we're not talking about this. I'm calling you amongst wolves. See, as amongst wolves. How in the world do you think you're going to go out there unprepared? How in the world do you think you're going to go out there? I'm calling you as sheep amongst wolves. But be wise as serpents. Which means until you have a wise serpent conversation, you're not ready. Who, what are you really talking to? And can you stand until they get it? Because you had to get it. I believe God sends us this morning somewhere that I didn't really intend to go. But it still points to where I want to go. His love, which points to his grace, is sufficient. I say his love. And his grace is sufficient. The issue with humanity is you don't have experiential knowledge. So we hear from the place of problem. For example, if I give you at the well message, but if I talk about relationships, you'll hear me. But the well message was the principle. But I got to hold your hand until you realize where we were really going. So where is Jesus really going? The well is him. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Why am I talking about this? Because I'm telling you your problem can be solidified today if you can drink from the well. I'm telling you your argument with yourself can be dealt with today if you can drink from the well. Well, it wasn't me at all. No, it is you because you're reactive. Even if it is them, it's still you because you're reactive. And your response about them is still wrong. You, it's still you. It's Until you can keep a smile on your face and say, God be glorified, it's still you. See, everybody won't grow, but we, we, we don't want the principles that govern ascension. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't just get to, to be in disagreement. And then come up here and preach to you. Hell, my wife looking at me like he a liar. Y'all look at him. That joke a lying. If you see a twitch a little bit, you. So, so to make sure that I'm right, you know what, sweetheart? Tell you what. Right or wrong? Tell you what. Maturity leaves peace with all men. You know why? You know why? Watch this. 
See, religion has taught you to leave peace and wait on God to fix it. That's a lie. <laughs> See, that's the problem. You've been waiting on God for the last five years. What happened? That's religion. The, the New Testament is get experiential knowledge, and I give you instructions on how to fix it. So the reason why I have peace is because God showed me the process that, uh, that govern or that governs solical architecture. God told me how to deal with the issue. Now I know how to communicate so it points to God. So she can get understanding and not go through obligationary uniformity. I know it's for the deep people today. Are y'all catching what I'm saying? God is calling you to win the, win the war. God is calling you to win the battle. I want to pray for you today. That that well flow. That that well flow. That he breaks every blockage of your flow. How many of you want the well to flow in you? Start that song over for me, Nanjo. Lift your hands really quickly. How many of you have been missing that flow? How many of you have stepped back from that flow? God is saying it's time to return. You, you, you made prayer to know if they, God is saying prayer still works. I say prayer still works. But this time you're not just going to pray and wait on me. This time you're going to pray and tap into a mystery. And I'm going to give you internal structures, instructions to govern where you're going. You cannot go until you have the internal structures, the instructions to govern where you're going. There's levels of ascension and you have to demand when the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard, which means you are not, don't be compromising your standard. My space of grace is where I'm not compromising standards. I don't care who you are. As for me and my house, we will serve the, y'all better hear me. I don't care what you are. As for me and my, you know why? Because I can't violate a standard. When you understand the principles that govern standards, you're going to access the portal that's trying to steal your children. Y'all better hear me. When you understand how to hold a standard, you're going to understand the portal that's trying to access your marriages. When you understand and stand in the gap, and access that, 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 that standard, you're going to tell the devil to move out of your seat. Some of you are allowing him to sit and you're using religious doctrine to move him. No, 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 no. You go tap into God until you touch him. You don't go nowhere. Tell somebody I want to touch him. Lift your hands. I need to touch him. I need to touch him. I've been dry. I've been... I've been broken. I done ran the wrong track, but I'm turning around today. I, I've been going down the wrong path, but I'm turning around today. I know God has been telling me to grow and go this place, but I, I, I didn't realize how, how important it was. I, I, I'm knowing now that God, you've been calling me to a deeper place. You've been calling me to a deeper stage. You've been calling me to a greater place. The blood still works. How can I get out? The blood still works. Why is it always about others? No, it's about you. The blood works. 
He loved you in this that yet you was a sinner. He died. He came because the blood still works. With every hand lifted, every eye closed, I really sense this. I, I want to do a call of maturity. If you say today that I hear you, Pastor, this is not an emotional state. This is a call to maturity. If you say I'm ready to take that step forward, I sense God has been calling me to this thing, but I, I heard, I got interpretation today. I want you to run up here. I want to pray with you. God is calling you to a stage of maturity. God is calling you to a stage of maturity. He said, Fathers know it from the beginning. How I start that is by knowing him more. How I start that is by knowing him more. I got to know him more. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 God. Come on, pray, saints. Pray, saints. Pray, saints. Soul is in the balance. Souls is in the balance. Oh, yes. Lord, have your way. Lord, have your way. Come on, you, you, come on. Today is your day. I will go forward. I will go forward. Come on, let go of all her pain. Forgive those who abuse you. Forgive those who despise you. Forgive them. Forgive. 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 Let go. Let go. Forgive. Forgive. Let go. Hey, hey. Oh, There it is. There it is. Come on, let it go. Yeah, God. We give you praise. Come on. Come on. It's a call to maturity. I can't stay here no longer. This pain is causing me problems. I can't stay in this bar no more. I can't stand here. I gotta move. I gotta move. I gotta move. Let the well flow. Let the living water flow. Let the well flow. Man, I'm on Let the well flow.
Down on my knees again, surrendering all, surrendering all. Find me here, Lord, as you draw me near. I'm desperate for you. I'm desperate for you. I surrender Drench my soul As mercy and grace unfold I hunger and thirst. I hunger and thirst. 
With arms stretched wide, I know you hear my cry. Speak to me now. Speak to me now. And I surrender.
God, when I feel dry, I need the well. God, when I feel dry, I need the well. I need the well. No, 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 no. I, I don't mind being emotional because it's the well. I, I don't mind crying because it's the well. I, I need the well. If I don't touch the well, if I don't drink, I'm in trouble. If I don't drink, I'm in trouble. I need the well. Every day, you go to the room and get to the well. Every day, you don't go past, you don't pass through. You get to the well and say, I'm got it. I need a drink today. If I don't get a drink, God, I'm going to be in trouble. I need a drink, God. I need a drink. Well, Father, we thank you for every soul that was up here and everyone in here this place. And we declare victory today. We declare victory. Because we know that you are the life way. You're the life being. We trade our humanity for your divinity today. You are the lifeblood of our life. So we drink, God. It's interesting that God said the only thing you can be drunk on is wrong is the spirit. You, see, 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 see. Many of us know what drinking looks like when you're drunk. But if you learn to get drunk by the spirit, watch this. That's a place, watch this, where all fear goes away. Some of you, God needs to progress you, but fear has been in your way. You're thinking about what this, that, 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 that. God said, I need you to learn to be drunk with the spirit. Because if I don't drink a certain portion, I can't sustain the level that you're trying to ascend me in. So sometime I got to get drunk enough to handle the level of ascension that he's trying to get me to see. It doesn't matter that I can see it. Do I have enough drinking for it? The mystery of faith is your hiding place. If you don't hide in God, you're gonna hide in your, 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 your you're gonna hide in your pain. If you don't hide in God, you're gonna hide in drugs, you're gonna hide in sexual promiscuity. If you don't hide in God, you're gonna hide in men, you're gonna hide in women, you're gonna hide in things that God is saying, I need you to learn to make me your hiding place. If, it doesn't matter if you're driving and you sense my unction pull over, don't you miss my moment with you because I'm teaching you how to run to your hiding place. I'm not enough unless you come, God. I'm not enough unless you come. Every day you go and say, God, I'm not enough unless you come. I'm not enough unless you come. It's a Monday, so tired. We give you praise. We give praise. As we take the sign of maturity, that that call, that sign, is that we're going to live above our emotions. 
that call is that we're going to live above our emotion and live experientially in your presence and presence. He's Abba first. I said he's Abba first. He's Abba first. He's not figure first. He's Abba first. Some of you need to find a father line with God. I don't care if it's one song that touch your heart. Keep it. If it touch you, keep it. Listen to it for the next year. You know why God's word is so powerful? You can live productively from one word. Y'all better hear me. If it touch you, because nothing that don't touch you won't change you. So shout out a father song in my playlist. And every time it hit me, I go, oh, God. You know why? Because once it touched my heart, I come out transformed like Superman. Ready to conquer what God has called me to do. If it don't touch you, it won't change you. This is not about oratory ministry. It's experiential. God called you to live an experiential life with him. That if possible, then talk the word. But the first one is to give a person an experience. Which means if I hold your hand, you're going to sense something is different. Without word is the best ministry. Tell somebody without word is the best ministry. How was Paul Peter uh, 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 stuck healing people? Why? Because it was without words. It was a capacity word. God is calling you to come into your capacity of grace. And the grace that you live in, you can turn it down for me. The grace that you live in right now is enough capacity to make somebody fall out and see the love of God. You have enough. Grow in the grace. From this day forward, I challenge you to grow in the grace. Live from the grace. Christians were not called to be just cerebral. He was called to be inspirational, to live from a real grace, which means I'm not walking. I, I actually sense a life. I sense a life with me and in me. It's not, I'm not thinking it only. You can sense a life with you. You have one. Somebody say, I have one. Live from it. Can you say amen? Come on, give God a hand clap. Hallelujah. 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 How many of you sense you're about to get forward? You're going forward. How many of you going out of you, you you're going forward? You're going forward. It's time to go forward. You will not be stuck. You will not be stuck. Find the pattern. And don't let nobody take you out of it. Let me tell you something. They might talk about you. They might lie on you. They might not like you. Because it's unfamiliar. The spirit life is very unfamiliar. Some people might perceive it as weakness until you stand. But they didn't know what you were living from. God wants to prove himself through you. You are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. When you stand in the stature of light, guess what? Nobody can hide you. Yeah. 
Maturity, you don't have to find ministry. Ministry will find you. I'm going to say that one more time. Maturity, you don't have to find ministry. Ministry finds you. Because you're standing as a light. Father, I thank you for every soul under the sound of my voice. And we erect a lifestyle, the lifeblood of dwelling in that secret place. I thank you for that grace this morning. And more abundantly, we give you the praise, honor, and glory in Jesus' name. Give God one more hand clap. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.